All right. Uh, no in, no uh, updates with the injuries. I wish it was no 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 updates with uh, injuries. Um, for us, just getting back into the groove here. We had our walkthrough, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes here the rest of uh, practice. But our guys are in a good good state. We had a good uh, good little uh, um, review yesterday with the guys, and so here we go. You know, they know the focus of where we're at, and uh, we're ready to go. We got three three receivers uh, in question here. Do you expect Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, and Anthony Miller to participate in practice today? Uh, I hope so. Um, and and again, like I said the other day, is that they're they're. Uh, they're in a good spot right now with us. So I just want to monitor that and see um, where each one of those guys are at day to day. But I do feel I feel good with where they're at right now. Again, uh, hoping, but this is for him. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those deals where I got to make sure that what he's telling us and where he's at physically, we'll test it today and see where he's at um, and then just kind of get an idea practice-wise or, or whatnot. Uh, and then just go day by day with it, and, and if it if it's uh, if he's in a good spot and and he can go, then we'll do that. If he's not, then we'll have to make that decision. Everybody says playoffs is are a different animal. Everything's speeded up, all sorts of pressure that's not necessarily there during the regular season. What's your message to Mitch uh, about that? To to not change for him to uh, continue to do just what he does. Don't make don't put any. Extra added pressure on himself. Don't don't do it as coaches. We need to be there to help him. Um, and it is. I mean, shoot, you just look right here. There's about twice as many reporters in his room than there normally is. That's the first example. <laughs> so it's uh, that's just how it goes. There's 12 teams in this thing right now. Uh, it's not going to be uh, anything completely different from him. Like he, he, last week, he had a little bit of a test of it, and I thought he did a great job of handling the situation. Uh, and for for uh, for all of us, it'll be a, a a new situation for us together for the first time, and I'm looking forward to it. How, how far back did you go scouting the Eagles? I mean, organizationally, are you scouting, for example, the Seahawks? Uh, what how, what mechanisms in place for scouting advanced scouting these teams? Uh, I'm not sure I understand your so question. You scouting the Eagles once you clinched, were you scouting the potential playoff opponents? A few weeks ago. Yeah, we, we have a we have a plan in place where depending on the scenario of who our opponents could be, uh, we have we have uh, people within the organization that will will go ahead and start looking at things and getting us really break down some some film, uh, and then we have our our whole pro department with that helps out as well. And then each team is a little bit different as to uh, how they do that. But you know, you all you play the percentages, and then the teams that you think that you might play. Um, you know, or have the greater chance of playing in that situation where you're in last week, you might have a little bit more on them, and that's just the way it goes, you know. Did you just drive from Lancaster? I did, yeah. Yep. Well, there was a lot of reflection. I know that. Wondering what in the hell I'm doing. Uh, but it, it paid off, and yeah, so I was, I was exactly, I did it one time. I was, I was 99 miles from my driveway to the Novacare, and so I would get up. Um, I just did. I did it for six months in in the uh, in the uh, uh, during the season, um, and then in the, in the uh, off season a little bit. But it's it was an hour and a half with no traffic. It was two hours, and then I would just get up super early and get there and get some work done in the morning, and, and then leave late at night. How early it was super early. It started out at three thirty and get there by five, and then as I yeah yeah. Yeah, and then get there by five, and then put a day's work in, and 
And uh, and then in the off season, I would wait till that traffic cleared out, and I'd leave around seven thirty and get home by nine. Were you still at a point there where you weren't sure whether you wanted to move your family out of? I mean, yeah, that my first year, <laughs> when Coach Reed gave me that call and gave me that that first foot in the door, um, that was I I I couldn't I had to stay put where my residence was uh, and then travel back and forth. And then my second year, then I said that enough's enough. We gotta we gotta rent. No, what year? I'm sorry. Yeah, it was uh, it was 2010. That was I was full time. I know you said uh, you said Monday that you and Peterson were kind of attached at the hip for for a while there. Mm-hmm. Is there a couple of moments that stand out to you in particular about your relationship with them, friendship, working relationship? Well, in general, not just us, but our families are close. Our wives are close. Our kids. Uh, he's got older kids, so he's he preps me a little bit, even in in the in the family world of of knowing he's got you know three boys. So me having four boys, he can kind of give me an idea what I'm what I'm uh, looking into here in the future. But he's got a great family, and uh, uh, like I said, we're all close. And so there's been uh, there's too many stories for me to sit up here and tell you. I mean, it goes back to you know back to I can remember my in 2010 our first year when we would get out at lunchtime in the off season just go for runs, you know, and just trying to get away. But it, it goes. I mean, whether it's playing golf together, uh, whether it's uh, breaking down quarterbacks, putting plays the, whatever it, I mean we just it goes it goes on and on eating lots of ice cream late at night we have <laughs> he loves he loves the soft squeeze vanilla ice cream with the rainbow sprinkles that's his favorite yeah he loves it and he'll he, he'll admit that we, we've got this like mental picture of you and Andy and Doug together how is Doug different than Andy you know as the three of you guys maybe collaborate on things what does Doug bring that um, you know was unique to that group there's there's not a whole lot of see you got to also understand I mean coming up in Green Bay learning from from coach uh, there's a lot of similarities there they think alike they they really do uh, when Doug went to Philadelphia he's going to have his spin that he puts on things conceptually what you can see on tape uh, but for the most part um, you know all three of us like food and we like to tell stories he did say you recommended Geno's East and uh, Capriati's is that what he told you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what uh, when I was in Philly and we played out here in Chicago. That's where uh, and actually Kansas City when I was, we we went to Geno's Easton. So, but I still got a lot of pizza places I got to get to, but I can't do that yet. <laughs> what does Mitch do do better now relative to Week One against Green Bay that you think is the best indicator that he's kind of ready for this moment? He just handles adversity. Uh, he knows how to he knows how to run this offense now. You know he's he's at a point right now where when he calls a play in the huddle, he can start looking at the defense rather than looking at the offense. How important has Mitch's ability to handle adversity been since that LA game where he admitted he kind of tried to do too much and kind of got out of the the system a little bit? Well, he, he did a good job at, at self-reflecting as to how he thought that he played. And, and that's, that's, a, that's what's so nice about him being a young kid, being able to take a step back and say, okay, what could I have done better? He started with himself, and we all, we all do that. And for a young kid at that position for this team to be able to do that in that big moment, uh, he understood. And I, and I told him at the end of the game, I mean, he's got to have a smile on his face because we, we won that game and there were some good aspects to that. But now how do you use that to help you down the road? Well, here we are down the road. And so he's going to try to take all these experiences that he's had and, and use it to help us here as we move forward. Man, it seems like the second. What are the what? The hallmarks of Schwartz's defense. Well, you can see um, he's been in, he's had this scheme for a long time. He's been very successful with, uh, with this scheme. 
Uh, you, you know, everyone always talks about the wide nines and the four-man front, and the, you know he doesn't do a lot of blitzing and pressures, but he does a great job at disguising coverages. Uh, he, he lets his players play fast because he doesn't do a whole heck of a lot, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. So I think he does a, a really good job at, at, um, at, at using his players' strengths throughout the team. And, um, you know, he, he's just uh, schematically, I think he's, he's at the top. Well, the conversation with Veach was pretty – his was simple when he was, uh, you know, telling me to, to take the opportunity to go with Coach was just out of sight, out of mind. So he's telling me just make sure you, you, uh, you, you, you move forward with this and any opportunity you get, take it. And then uh, what was it with Larry Wisdom? Right. Yeah, just, just him supporting me throughout the deal and saying, hey, I got, you got my blessing, go ahead and take it. And in that situation, uh, it was – I appreciated that. Matt, it seems like the second year in a row that people are talking about St. Nick and the magic of Nick Foles. Uh, what is he doing that's kind of breathed new life into this offense, and what makes him so hard to rattle? He's, he's, uh, he knows the system really well. I mean, he's known the system for a long time. So right away, within your own peers and your teammates, they know that they trust you because they know how well you know it. Uh, it's, it's a similar situation in, for us when Chase came in for, for Mitch. You know, the guys knew right away that Chase knows our system inside out. It's, it's very similar. Now, uh, you know, Nick's done it on a, on a bigger stage last year, going to the Super Bowl, winning it, and now in this position. Uh, so, and then his talents that he has. He's a very confident kid in the huddle. Uh, he knows where he's going with the football, and he's a playmaker. He, he's a, he can, he's, um, he's, he's a big individual that can break tackles. He's got a strong arm. And he's football smart, so he knows he knows uh, where to go with the football. But he's just got a lot of great attributes that his players trust. Matt, from your, your perch, how would you describe the confidence of your defense? Uh, the I would say uh, right now they're they're at a point right now where they're extremely confident in the fact that it doesn't matter what scheme you bring. They feel good that whether it's stopping the run, whether it's uh, you know a third and long, and it's, they know they're passing. Uh, they just rely on each other, and they know that as long as they do their individual assignment, that they're helping the, the defense. And, and right now, it's because they're doing so well, it's at a high. What has made them ready for, obviously, big games, sudden change moments? What has made them ready to respond the way they have so consistently all year? Just, the, just uh, we talk through, we talk through uh, situations. We talk through uh, adversity. We talk through the highs and the lows throughout the week. Uh, I think Vic does a really, really good job uh, schematically and game planning wise of making sure that they're in good position. And then when you're in good position, normally good things happen, and that's what you're seeing. A couple times after games this season that Mitch has not been happy with his performance, he's described either trying to do too much after the Rams game was like all world plays. So he gets on this playoff stage now. How do you make sure he's composed and understands not to press? Well, to, to use again everything that he's learned for him to reflect and say I've I've uh, you know I could have been better here could have been better there and now we want to be able to say that man I, I I I did that you know I was better here I was better there so whatever that is footwork vision progression making an accurate throw uh, he's been doing a great job on third down that's helping us he's protecting the football when you do those things big picture wise you're in good shape. Matt. At that point, um, he missed the two games, comes back the last two. He's 81% completion rate on third down, almost a 120 passer rating. Mm -hmm. like, we know he runs, so that might help. But like, w what's been the progression there for him the last couple weeks? For, for him, being able to, all of us together, um, finally figure out conceptually 
you know, some, some things within this offense without getting into extreme detail. I think he's starting to really understand who we are becoming as an identity within this offense. So whether it's first and second down, whether it's third down, are there plays that we're feeling that he's feeling comfortable in um, running and it doesn't matter what coverage you bring. And then are there plays that I'm feeling comfortable calling, knowing that he's comfortable? And you mesh that all together. It takes time. It doesn't happen in week one, week two, week three. You build it up into this part right now. And now what we need to do as a staff is pull back and say, okay, what do we do best? How do we use it versus this upcoming defense and, and try to keep it going? Man, Matt, Jordan is coming off his, his best game this year. How would you describe how your confidence in the running game has improved now that you're heading into the postseason? Yeah, I, I have. I've always had. You, believe it or not, I really have had confidence. It's been a f- part of. It's and it hasn't been the actual players, whether it's the O line, the the tight ends, the running backs. It's just been trying to stay positive with our coaches and and with the players and saying, hey, just trust it. It'll take a little bit of time, but when it does end up clicking for all of us again, with the identity of of who we are as a run team, and you're starting to see that now. We're starting to feel confident in certain schemes. And when you have that, now you can get rid of all the stuff that you don't feel good about that you were using before to try to make work. It wasn't working. And now, so, and then you put together a good player like Jordan who goes ahead and, and it makes strong. I mean, he had 50 yards in the first two runs of the game last week. Uh, that, that immediately is going to bring confidence. How have you seen him handle that, that process, that, that learning on, on your part? Jordan? Yeah. It's, that's a hard question to answer because he just, he's been the same. He really has been the same from the start. Nothing's changed. He does. He he doesn't say a whole lot. He just comes out and just does his job. And if he has a game where he didn't have a lot of yards or his yards per carry w- was low or he didn't have a lot of attempts, um, any natural human being in that situation is going to be frustrated because they want to be able to help. But he hasn't. He hasn't really done that. And and even after a, a game like this, uh, that he just had uh, hundred yards, couple touchdowns. He's, it's, it's the same as what he is just flatlined with him, and I, I appreciate that. And I know you said after a couple of big games or even after or right before division play started, your guys had a little extra pep in their step. What are you seeing out of them this week? It's the same. It's, it's the same. They have a little, uh, uh, a little juice to them right now that, that I like, and I'm trying to uh, make sure that I calm that the right way and that they understand that right now where we're at, it's been such a long season with the five preseason games and now – uh, these regular season games, I want to make sure uh, that that we're going where everybody, coaches and players, everybody's going up uh, mentally, physically, they feel right. So whatever I need to do to help that out, uh, whether it's pull back a little bit in practice because we've had plenty of physical experience and, and really hone in on the mental side, I'll do that. But uh, for, for our guys right now, they're excited. But we, I, as I tell you, you can't peek too soon. It's not time to peek yet. We're not there yet. Matt, where did you watch last year's Super Bowl? And when you watched it, did you have a sense of, oh, he's going to do this or he's going to do that? Did you see Philly Philly coming? I mean, is there an anticipation with Doug and how that might translate this Sunday? I watched uh, last year's Super Bowl at, uh, uh, what was it? The, it's in uh, Lake Forest at one of the taverns there the, with my wife. I was there watching. The, no, not that one. There's another. Is it Chief something, or something? I don't know. There's a. There's a. Is there Larry? Yeah, Chief. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I was. That happened to be the one that there was nobody there. So it was. It was amazing. I actually had to get him to turn on the, the uh, the TV to watch it. So <laughs> it was nice. It was awesome. So that's where I watched it. And and uh, what was the next part? Well, did, I mean, could you sense what he was gonna like? Did Philly Philly surprise you? Did you say he's gonna do this here? 
And how does no, it No, I, I did not. I, it, doesn't, it didn't surprise me that he did that. But um, I do remember turning, looking at my wife and saying, holy hell, that was a, that was a ballsy call. <laughs> uh, that, that was. And then, and then I said, I said something to the fact that, yeah, Doug, that a boy. You know, one of those deals. I was just ha I was happy for him. You know, it was a. But the time you guys spent together, is that going to somehow translate to Sunday that you kind of sense what he's going to do or that kind of, that's what I'm trying to get at? I mean, yeah, they, they lead the, the NFL and going for it on, on uh, two-point conversions, and they're at the top uh, in fourth down. So that's, that's who they are. It's not going to surprise me one bit. We'll try to stay prepared, as prepared as we can be. But, and, uh, but no, it doesn't shock me. That's, he's, he's always uh, kind of been that way. Matt, anybody, did anybody recognize you at Chiefs? At the deal? At the, no, no. Uh, uh, there wasn't anybody there. <laughs> uh, we talk a lot about the lack of postseason experience in your locker room. Do you think we make too much of that? No, because that's that's uh, that's real. There, if if you don't have all that, I think that uh, you know having experience can help out so many. Uh, but we do have enough guys that can give their own experiences of how to handle these situations, and that's all it takes. It's just a few guys to be able to talk, give experiences, and. Uh, we haven't done that yet, but there'll be a time where I might talk to some of my guys and, and uh, have them do it. You're still in the early stages of your play calling career. How valuable are some of the lessons you might have learned from like Mike Patton and Wade Phillips and going up against Mike Zimmer in the second half? How valuable are those lessons in just being ready for this type of situation? It's really about uh, adapting and adjustments, and you, you get to get a feel of how people see who you are as a play caller, uh, tendency-wise, how people feel you are as a team, identity-wise, what your weapons are, how they want to try to you know handle uh, um, how you go about things. And so th there's there's some there's some tendencies uh, that I see with with defensive coordinators, and so I need to do my job of being to, able to adapt to that and make sure our players are are as prepared as possible. Two more guys. Trey Burton. Yeah, he's very versatile. Yeah, no, he's he's been everything plus uh, from what what I uh, what I knew, what I saw on tape. Uh, just seeing him and what he's done and, and what he did in Philadelphia, what he's done here now with us. You know, his his volume of plays was in like twenty five percent play time, thirty percent in there, thirty three somewhere around there, and now. He's up in the in, in I want to say almost the 80s, 85. That's a lot. So that's a that's everything that he's done. That's new to him. And so considering that and taking into what he's doing and the amount of the leader that he is with these guys and the the, the calmness that he gives the players in the room, he's just he does everything the right way. So he's been he's exceeded my expectations. Have you ever you, spoken with him about you know the trick play that they ran in the Super Bowl or trick plays you might have up your your sleeve with him having been a former college, uh, high school quarterback and. You know, kind of a, a versatile guy. Yeah, we've we've talked about it, and I know that he's brought it up too. Uh, and that that goes down for him and and uh, in Philadelphia as as a as a big time play. Uh, so uh, we respect that, and we understand it, and he was for him to be a part of it's pretty special. He'll he'll always hold on to that. You have, you have twelve wins, and it, there's almost this feeling still that the Bears are the underdog. Mm -hmm. You talk to your players, and they've got this big chip on their shoulder. You know, I, I hate the cliche, it's us against the world, but is that accurate for this team? I don't think they. I don't think we feel like it's us against the world or the underdogs because we just we just only really care about what's what's in in that team meeting room over there. What we talk about, uh, and that's been our biggest strength this whole entire season was was exactly us just controlling what we can control. So when you start worrying about 
saying that people think that you're the underdog or it's 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 no one believes in us. Um, I really don't believe that because I think they feel the they feel the um, positivity and the support from this city. They feel that. So to them and to us, it doesn't feel like an underdog role. Uh, it's just us being us and us. They they love they love being who they are right now. They're building this identity as a team of just having fun and and letting it loose, uh, but yet winning on the way. And in the end, that's what we're trying to do. That, and, but we it's it's uh, we're in the playoffs now, and and no one remembers you when you know. In the end, no one remember. They only remember that one team that wins, and so we just got to take it one step at a time. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.